Hello, and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Good morning, everyone. This is Don Griffith, your podcast host. Today, I have with me Randy Casares from Tucson. Randy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Don. I appreciate it, and I appreciate everyone that's listening. Randy, I know you've been a Toastmaster a long time. I've been a Toastmaster for a long time and see you just about everywhere at every kind of event there is. When did you join? I joined in uh, 2011. What's the name of your club? Uh, I belong to five clubs, which is uh, Sunrisers, Toastmasters, Competitive Edge for Pet and Podium, Leaders First, and then Executive Toastmasters. Okay. Which of those do you consider your home club? Maybe that the very first club you belong to? Uh, it would be Sunrisers. Do you remember that first meeting? I do. Actually, my very first meeting was on TV, Toastmasters Live. That was my very first meeting. And I remember that, but not everybody in the district will know what that is. Tell us a little bit about that show or that, that club. Well, that club used to be on Access Tucson, and Access Tucson was like a local TV station where people can come and do shows. And so we had actually a, a club called TV Toastmasters Live where we actually used to you know, do our meetings live on TV. So it was actually on Access mm -hmm. Tucson until it folded, unfortunately. That's too bad it's not still going. That's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. But, so that was your first Toastmaster experience. When did you actually go to your club for that very first time? Tell us about that first club experience. My first club experience was actually with Saguaro Toastmasters, which is club number 16. And I actually went there, and when I went there, I was just amazed with the structure of the meeting, people speaking, people having fun. It was a big crowd, and I said, I want to be a part of this. So that's when I joined them. And then eventually I joined Sunrisers two years later. Okay. Now, what was your goal going in? Did you have a goal, or was it just, I want to try something new? I've heard about this Toastmaster thing. That, that's a good question. So my brother actually, I was talking to my brother, and at the time I was having a hard time finding work. And he suggested that I had joined Toastmasters for networking. He said his wife had joined Toastmasters and that she had gained speaking and leadership skills. So he never was a member of Toastmasters, but his wife was. So he said, go check out a Toastmasters club. I'm sure they have one in Tucson. And I did. And then from that point on, it, I just fell in love with him. Well, I appreciate your brother making that recommendation to you. It's worked out well for you, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. what are the kinds of things you like to do in Toastmasters? You're obviously in multiple clubs. What does being in a multiple club situation do for you? Well, I mean, I really, I really want to see, because I'm from Tucson, I want to see Tucson blossom as well as District 3. So... My motivation these days for being in clubs is really helping the club, you know, achieve DCP goals, you know, keeping the club in good structure. And uh, even if I'm not an officer, I can just still give suggestions and just doing my part. And I'm, I still feel like I'm growing as a speaker leader in the process. So it's a win-win situation, especially being a part of the speaker's brewer. I've seen a big difference already. 
if you're willing to do a little bit of name dropping, who are some of the Toastmasters that you've helped and now they're blossoming in, in leadership or speaking ability that you're, you can tell us about? Well, I, I take a great part of pride of helping people like uh, in Saguaro, David Lopez, when I was there a couple of years ago. Uh, right now, he's not an active member, but when he was there, he was so shy and so nervous. And he went from being shy and nervous to being the president of the club and leading them to distinguish. And also, Katrina Oz, uh, who's an active member of Executive Toastmasters and just received her DTM. We've helped each other a lot of times, many different situations. Yeah, she became a member of Sunrisers because we needed help. She was willing to join, and she's a very active member of that club. And I help her with executive as well. So we help each other. And I would just, uh, Don Edwards is another one. He's not really active right now because of Zoom. You know, he has a hard time hearing. But he's still a paid member and he still gives me great advice. And then the uh, I have a story. I'm going to make it real short about Jim Ng. Actually, Jim Ng, when I lost my contest in the springtime, called me and said, I thought you did great. Don't give up. And I never expected that from him. So that's a person I've known for a while, but I was astonished when he called me and told me that. It meant a lot to me. So I have many stories. So what like you're it. describing, what I'm hearing from you is that Toastmasters is a very supportive organization. You learn skills in leadership and communication, but the people help each other and hold each other up. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, and every once in a while you have moments where things get a little awkward with some members that come and go. But, you know, I, I, the good moments that I've had in Toastmasters, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Well, every member joins with usually with some sort of objective. They may not quite know how to express it, but they have something in mind. And maybe some of them get that right away and they leave, or maybe they find it's just not for them. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. If there's someone listening on this podcast who is not a Toastmaster, I recommend that you try one. Go to World Headquarters website. It's www.toastmasters.org. There's a big friendly button that says, find a club. And you can put in your location and your preferred days and times and see what's near you. Give it a shot. You just never know. Maybe like Randy, you'll discover a great organization with great people. Absolutely. Randy, you recently became a member of the District 3 Speakers Bureau. Tell us a little bit about the Speakers Bureau and and your involvement with it. Well, actually, uh, Karen, our uh, District 3 Program Quality Director, came up to me at the spring conference and said she wanted me to help Steve with the speakers borough. And I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and help. And I was excited because I know Steve is a professional speaker. I know Travis is a professional speaker. And I know Karen has done some professional speaking as well. So I was excited because I'm like, I'm going to get to a chance to work with professional speakers and see what it really takes to be a professional speaker. So I've, I've already learned a lot. Even the other day, I gave a speech over there, and it was, the valuations were just different, but in a good way, like more constructive of, hey, this is what you need to work on. And sometimes when you're in a normal Toastmasters club, 
it depends on the person's experience with evaluations. And sometimes they're, you know, they give you good evaluations and they're very positive, but they don't have the experience to give you that real constructive evaluation that you need. And I think I need that. I need someone telling me, you know, this just isn't working. And I get that from my advanced clubs, but it's just not, it wasn't, it's just not the same as when you go to speakers. Bureau. So I'm very excited about that because I feel like even if I don't become a professional speaker for whatever reason, I feel like I'm going to be a better speaker from this experience. Now, what you're describing, it sounds like the the Speakers Bureau meets regularly and has speeches and evaluations. Is that correct? Yes, we meet uh, twice a month. And it's not what's nice about uh, the Speakers Bureau, it's free. So as long as you're a Toastmaster member, you can join the Speakers Bureau. Just have to fill out an application, do the media release, and uh, give a speech You know, to get in, and you're in. And it's free. I'm, I'm technically like the vice president of education, but again, it's not really official club. So, but I'm the one that sends out the agendas. I'm the one that s- schedules speakers to speak at the next meeting. So it's, it's very exciting. I really enjoy it. So the speeches and evaluations are at a, what I would call an advanced level. Yes, Definitely. Definitely the advanced. And they're a little different because they're not official evaluations. Uh, in other words, we have, let's say one person speaks, we only have like four people that would give a round robin. But, and it's normally just like a table topics, one or two minutes. But they're really constructive evaluations. I really appreciate it. Right. It's, it's what I personally need. And I'm sure that's how a lot of the people there feel that they need that. Because we're going to be giving these speeches professionally, we need to know, hey, this isn't working. This is what's working. So I appreciate it. Yes, I remember going to one of the meetings before COVID. So it was the maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And I experienced that round robin session. One of the speaker bureau members gave a speech. And then for the next, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, the rest of the room gave solid advice, and it was very focused. It was technically intense in terms of the suggestions. It wasn't just, oh, use more vocal variety. It was very specific guidelines on what to do exactly. And just like any evaluation in Toastmasters, the speaker has the opportunity to use that if they want, if it fits for them, and to take the other suggestions at face value and say thank you for your comments i appreciate that yeah and i can't speak for uh, for the past of what's gone on but i can tell you that steve has been working very hard to try to get us some speaking opportunities and then with the lunch and learn and then me being impact chair for two job affair uh, job fairs that are coming up there's going to be many speaking opportunities for these individuals and other individuals for that matter that are in Toastmasters to, to have an opportunity to speak. Sure. So there's so, speaking opportunities. Well, great. You brought, up, you brought up two speaking opportunities. One was the Lunch and Learn, and the other was Impact Event. Tell us a little bit about each of those. Well, I had the opportunity and honor to do the speech yesterday for the Lunch and Learn. 
And it was a great experience. I mean, I, I talked about the impact of the core values and I talked about the core values in great detail because I, I don't think they're talked about enough. And of course that's integrity, respect, service, and excellence. And it, I spoke for 30 minutes and then the audience got a chance to participate. And it was a small audience. I think they're, they're still trying to find their foot with that, but I think it's coming along. But people will have an opportunity to see it on YouTube. So that's what's great about it. So they can get a chance and it's kind of hard because some people are working. So we definitely understand. They'll get a chance to see it on YouTube. And I hope they, from my speech in particular, they get that the core values can not only be used in Toastmasters, but in life. So it was just a great experience. And they have other speeches and other speakers that are gonna come. It's gonna be every two weeks on a Friday. So I think it's the, I want to say it's the second and fourth Friday of the month. And that's being, uh, the chair for that, I believe, is Colleen. And she's doing a great job in that. And then the other one is the Impact Events Chair. The, well, I'm the Impact Events Chair. And we have two job fairs coming up. And that will be January 28th of 2022. And then June 4th of 2022. And we already have 17 speakers for those both events, but we need more. And like I said, this is a perfect opportunity. If you want to speak and these people are looking for work, it's a perfect way to promote Toastmasters, recruit members. And I'm hoping to get between 100 and 200 people at those events to come and witness. So this is an opportunity for people to speak. If you want to test that you how good you are as a speaker and how you can develop, this is the place for it. Now, as I, as I understand it, the Lunch and Learn, those are Zoom webinars, correct? Correct. And then they're recorded and then later put up on YouTube. I'm part yeah. of that process. I do the editing of those videos and I'm the YouTube editor, so it, it goes through me. The impact events are actually focused on an outside audience. Is that correct? Yes, they're focused on people that are looking for work, people that are, are because there will also be companies there that will be doing uh, booths. For, it's like a, it's a job fair. It's just a job fair, but it's on, it's virtual. And it's, it's not on Zoom, it's on Hawking. So right. having said that, it's more, it gives more people an opportunity to go to these speeches go to these booths and look for work. So I, I think that's a chance for us to grow Toastmasters because I think even though we've been down a battle and we've lost a few clubs here and there, I think we're about to make a big comeback. And I think it could this these two job events could be the beginning of that. Right. Great outreach type activities. I know that some of the past impact events we had last Toastmaster year, the webinars that were presented by our members were on subjects and topics that would be helpful to a job seeker. Right. Interviewing skills, communication, leadership type skills that would give them a leg up when it comes time to be looking for work. That's yeah, great. absolutely. Yeah. So you're very active here. In fact, you're active in multiple clubs, helping them. I see you at district events. 
are you active in in contests as well? Yes, um, I've competed in many contests. I've uh, I've won fourteen area contests and won six division contests. Not that anyone's counting, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so the next obvious question: What about district? Have you broken through at district? No, I've never placed uh, at the district level. Well, keep keep plugging, man. You'll you'll get there. Yeah. I've I've also done a few contests that, and at one time, it was about three years ago, I think it was our last fall conference up in I think it was Prescott. I won the evaluation contest, and that was that was fun. Yeah, I saw I saw that I saw that you had uh, you took a picture <laughs> of your certificate and your trophy. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Maybe for members who are fairly new, or maybe they've been around for a while. But they've maybe hit a flat spot in their Toastmaster career and they're kind of going sideways. What do you recommend about getting more active and trying things? Yeah, I think they should uh, think outside the box. For uh, for example, yesterday that what I did was I actually gave, and I've done this before, but I rarely do it. I actually gave a pocket speech. You know, I had a speech in my head, that, but I had never practiced it, and I figured – this speaker didn't show up, so I'll just go ahead and give a pocket speech. Start to really test yourself. I mean, if you've already achieved a level that you're satisfied with, try to test yourself the next level. Maybe give improper speaking speeches. Maybe try to set a goal of, okay, I'm going to work on five paths instead of just saying I'm going to focus on one. I think when people, I've seen this from time to time, when a person achieves their DTM, they kind of have that look, okay, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? And the point is that you never stop learning until you stop trying. So continue to learn. And there's no better way to learn than to work on a path. Because when you work on a path, it not only helps you as a person, it helps the club achieve DCP goals. It's a win-win situation. I remember a brand new member coming to Toastmasters and I gave a moments of truth speech and he stands up in the middle of my speech and says, well, I'm not here to work on educational goals. I'm just here to be a better speaker. And I said to him, I said, well, how can you be a better speaker if you don't have specific goals, specific objectives? So, I mean, you're, there's no such thing as a perfect speaker. You can always improve as, as a speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guarantee you the world champion of public speaking, if we were to look at his speech or any speech that they gave, we can find something that they can improve on because there's no such thing as a perfect speech speaker. Right. That's just the truth. There's, there's always something you can improve on to better yourself. I agree. And if you are active in your club and most frankly most of our members are active in their clubs and they're not they're, they're not involved beyond the club and there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's the vast majority of our members within that environment there are things you can do to break out of a, a slump if you want to call it that where you're not you don't know if you're making any progress and one of those is to just try new things in your next speech Maybe right. it's more. Maybe it's an enhanced vocal variety. I guarantee you, if you try to really push your vocal variety, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel awkward. 
It doesn't feel right because it maybe it doesn't feel like you speaking. But what you're going to do is you're going to get that comfort zone expanded out because you're going to have tried something. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But that's why we have Toastmaster Clubs. They're places to try and learn. And you learn best from your mistakes. So right. if you're in a club, just just get more active. If you've never been a club officer, the next time elections come around, raise your hand and say, I don't know what it means to be a club officer, but I'm ready to try it if you'll give me some help. And the answer will be thank you and yes, we will. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. We're not going to let you fail. Randy, any parting comments? We've we've talked about your early career in Toastmasters, the fact that you're very involved in multiple clubs in in southern Arizona, in the Tucson area. You're involved with the Speakers Bureau, which is a, it's got a new leader this year, Steve Feld, who's got some, some new approaches to the Speakers Bureau, and I think it's great. You've been involved with that. You're also involved with the impact events and with the webinars. So you're a, a model of the active Toastmaster. Any parting comments or advice to our audience? Yeah, I would say if you, because there's several people that I think you mentioned it, they come to Toastmasters because maybe, for example, they have fear of public speaking and they want to overcome that fear. Or they want to be a professional speaker. Like many of the people from Speakers Bureau have come and said, I want to be a professional speaker. And my advice is to speak as often as possible. You know, someone once asked me, why do, I, why do I get a lot of educational awards? And it's really simple because I speak all the time. I mean, it's not, I mean, there's times where I speak like three to four meetings a week. So having said that, I speak as often as possible to enhance my speaking skills and to help the clubs achieve their DCP goals. It's a win-win situation for everyone. I mean, I don't, see the downside of achieving an educational award because it's a win-win for everyone. So my advice is to speak as often as possible. Um, especially right now, I've noticed lately there's some clubs like, especially the ones I've been a part of that will only have one speaker. And it's like, well, where's there should be like two speakers, three speakers, but no one is wanting to speak. And it's, and I think a lot of times People want the speech to be so perfect that they plan to give a speech and then they back out the last minute because, oh, it's not ready. Well, again, there's no such thing as a perfect speaker. I think the more you speak, the better you'll get. And you shouldn't worry so much about if it's a perfect speech because you're trying to achieve something that's impossible to achieve. There's no such thing as a perfect speech. But you can get better if you practice, practice, practice. If you look at all the great athletes like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, all those people, what do they have in common? They practice, practice, practice. They took time out of their schedule to say, I'm going to practice my craft to get better. And they got better. And that's the key right there. Practice, practice, practice. The more you speak, the better you'll get. So that would be my number one advice. I tell new members all the time, make it a goal to speak once a month, just once a month. And I don't think it's too much to ask. If you just belong to one club, try to speak once a month so that you get better and better and better. If you just speak every once in a while, you're never going to enhance into the speaker you want to be. And that's what I believe. 
yes, you you just speak as often as you can. Randy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Even though yeah. I've met you on and off for the last 10 years, I don't think you and I have had a long conversation together. So this was fun for me. Yeah, yeah it was fun for me too. Well, this will be up on the podcast pretty soon, and I appreciate your time. All right. No problem. Take care. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. To volunteer to be featured on the podcast or to suggest future topics, write podcast at aztoastmasters.org. That email again is podcast at aztoastmasters.org. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.